Hey guys, welcome to episode 2 of season 3 of the Chivas del Norte podcast. Tonight I have uh, the usual, I got Flo on the call and I got Rigo on the call. Today we're going to talk about the Chivas Toluca game from Sunday. We're going to talk about the Alani situation. We're going to preview the Chivas Cruz Azul game and then we're going to answer some Twitter questions. Rigo, Flo, what's going on guys? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'm all right. Had a, Hello, are you there? I had a get up on my yeah, before I left work, so I have a lot of energy right now. You had a latte before you came before you came to the podcast. A yerba what? mate. I've never oh, had a, a latte mate. in my life. I thought, I thought you had. I thought you had a latte. First of all, lattes are delicious. I don't know. You're missing out. Um, what? But you had I a latte. Had, I, <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had a yerba mate. Yerba mate is really good too, though. I I, I enjoy some tea. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna keep quiet. I just got like the canned version. I don't know, like the three. Flo, do they sell flavor. tea? Do they sell tea in, in San Antonio? Uh, we sell sweet tea. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the only thing you guys have is like sweet tea and like sugar water and stuff. <laughs> yeah, sweet. I live off of sweet tea and horchata. That's all. That's all I drink. Pretty much. Horchata comes out of my out of my faucet. To be honest, <laughs> so it's diabetes apparently. <laughs> uh, you guys have um any rosca over the weekend? No, because I don't like cardboard, so wow. I don't eat rosca. Wow. <laughs> no. None. Damn, that shit tastes like cardboard, and then 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 there's plastic inside the cardboard. That shit is basically like chewing a toy box. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat no rosca. Well, um, all right. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you had rosca though. I did. Oh, okay. I, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I was tempted. I was on like a like a carnivore diet for like five days. I noticed that. And then it was like That's a ros- rosca day, and. I I just gave up. I would. I mean, like, if I'm gonna like break it, I'm gonna have like some rolls or like not a rosca, una concha, an oreja, like you know, something like that. Yeah, you know, it was it was worth it. All um, right, let's move on. The game? Yeah, let's move on this to the game. A, this is a soccer podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. For all of everybody that cares, I'm still sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, Chivas Toluca one one. Uh, I think it was a good showing for the team. That first half was crazy. I think the second half was uh, uneventful. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it uneventful. That's when we got a man trophies scored that golazo. Oh, uh, which that was like the one highlight. But, uh, no, you're right. I mean, the first half was way more exciting than the second half. I, to be honest, when I'm, I'm like, I'm watching the, second, the first half. I'm like, this, this game is easily going to end in the first half 3 3, 4 4, because they were just going back and forth. Yeah, it could have gone 3 3 in the first half. I mean, Toluca easily could have definitely scored three goals. Chivas had that one from Chofis. Uh, another one from like Cisneros. Um, they, I mean, they both had opportunities. Like it was, it was, it was, a, it was an exciting game to watch the first half. Yeah, I think I uh, the Luca did a. They couldn't take advantage of our uh, our back line was super shaky in that first half. Like, I don't know what I made uh, said to them in the second half and during the halftime, but during that first half, they were they were bad. It was uh, you know what Marine and Bajo I was terrible. I was just nervous the whole time. I felt like the first half, like on top of it being shaky, some of them being shaky. But compared to the second half, I feel like we like we were controlling the possession a lot more in the second half. Um, so, so, so we weren't giving them the ball. We weren't allowing them to counterattack us like that. But in to the first honest, half, when I watched it, I felt like Deluca was content to just counter and try to catch us on the counter in the second half, which I was very surprised by because of how many chances they had in the first half. But I just that's that's the feeling I got that they were just happy to sit back and try to counter. Because I mean, honestly, that's like to me, that's the way to beat Chivas. 
is to fucking counter them. Uh, we don't have we don't have any fast center backs on the whole roster, um, so like that's that's a good way to beat Chivas. Um, but they, I mean, they were they were they were pretty deadly in the first half. Like I mean, I like I said I thought they were going to score at least like three goals, um, yeah. and then the goal that they do score, which it was a golazo, but it could have easily been avoided if Chapo fucking like. Plays the offside trap. Yeah, he like he, kinda, he stayed he, he, he stayed behind the defender. Yeah, he stayed behind the defender, and he's he was he was like shorter than him, and so he couldn't even like you know muscle him out of the way or anything. Um, but it was it was still like a lasso, and and I think I don't know I don't remember what that kid's name is. Um, um, Alexi Vega. Yeah, he yeah. he he had had a he had had a, a similar one before that. Yeah, that, there, that there were the two pole. that he tried to. Do like a bicycle kick, Chilena kind of shot, and um, that one hit the crossbar. And before that, another one had hit the crossbar, which was crazy that they couldn't put either one in. But I think the um, Alexi Vega had a had a good game against us. Like, yeah, I remember, that kid is good. Yes, that last really night. Good. Last night I rewatched the the game. And I was, because uh, I watched it at a at a bar on Sunday, so I didn't really have sound. I didn't know who anybody was. And then uh, rewatched the game, and I was like, "Man, give give the Luca all the money for Alexi Vega. Get him on." If you guys are wondering, if you guys are wondering why we why are you getting the podcast on Thursday is because <laughs> Varo always watching Chivas games at bars, so you got to rewatch them. So he'd be delaying the podcast. All right, guys. I know you guys are feeding for the podcast, but it's Varo's fault. Going Anyways, forward, we're gonna. Push it out on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but I, he he played really he played really well. Like I would like to see like him do better just for like the national team. Like I think like uh, we don't have a lot of like good strikers, and I think that's a real positive for Mexico. Yeah, another guy that had a good game was uh, Leo Lopez, one of their uh, midfielders. He was the he's the guy that hit the. The first shot of that that hit the crossbar that Alexi hit the crossbar. Yeah, okay. he hit the first one, and I think he gave the assist to uh, Vega for that for the goal that he scored. I don't remember, Hold but on. I'll tell you who's being who's being a real piece of shit, uh, uh-huh. and that's Ruben Sambuesa. Oh uh, yeah, as always, as always, like just fucking. But you, know, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I, I dislike him. Because he's a piece of shit, but like he's good. Like he was washing Chapo on the, on the wing, like a lot. Like just he kept leaving him. He didn't have any good passes after like he would like, leave him, but he he did it like I, I was scared. Like to me, this game felt like the Lucas going to score in the 90th minute and beat and win the game because of like how vulnerable it felt we were on the wing and in the back line. Um, but yeah, it's still fuck Ruben Sambuesa. <laughs> who did he? Who did he foul like really hard in this game? Oh, that was uh, Michael Perez. I don't. I don't. Cisneros. No, Cisneros, isn't it? No, no but it? he didn't even get a yellow. Was I it remember. by our? Yeah, no, by our goal. I think or it was Cisneros. Is that another play that I'm thinking of? It was over on the, the right side. It was on the side like my trophies. So uh, it wasn't on our. And on Cisneros our goal was line. over there. It wasn't on what? our goal line. It was like on yeah. their end. Yeah, it was on the goal line. Yeah. Okay, so it was on their end or our end? Because there were two that that looked. There bad. was one on each side. There was okay. one on our end and one on one on their end. He may have multiple dirty tackles. Who knows? I mean, that's it's, <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we can't put that past him. Remember yeah. what he did to a conejito? Put him out for like six, eight months. He still hasn't come back. I mean, he's come back, but he's not in the starting lineup anymore. It's like Copa, Copa Max now. Maybe. Well, we don't have Copa what, Max this season. What'd yeah. you guys think of the starting lineup? I uh, liked it. I, I liked it. No, no surprises besides the the back. I mean, line. the back line. Yeah, of course. But what we had, I mean, I was fine with it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was fine. I thought. Uh, Orvelin was okay. Like the lineup was fine. I thought Orvelin could have done more. Um, yeah, he didn't really notice him out there, which is probably yeah, not a good thing. 
Um, you did. You also. I feel like we didn't notice Gael Sandoval who came on for him either. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't really do much. Uh, I didn't understand why Ronaldo wasn't on on the bench. Yeah, everybody on Twitter was asking to put him in, but he wasn't even yeah, on the bench. And I'm like, bro, he's not even playing right now. Like, what are y'all, what are y'all watching? Um, and then Cisneros seemed like he was off. I don't know. Like to me, he seemed uh, he was off. way he was way off. He was he was not good at all to me. And and um, Pulido was he? I, think, I thought he had a decent game. I thought, I thought he was good. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a Twitter question about Pulido. Um, that I'll get, I'll, I'll talk about when we get there. But I thought he was a, I thought he, he played well. I thought trophies yeah, he, played well. He did what Polito does. I saw him drop back, get possession back a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, he, he was he was good. Pizarro was good. Yeah. Um, Wish you could have a couple of those shots back. But yeah, yeah he did no, good. I thought I thought uh, Michael Perez was a little shaky. Um. And Basulto and Marin, I guess they were just they were just there. Like they weren't like it wasn't like yeah. The goal was impact. The goal was the goal. Yeah, the goal wasn't scored because of that. Um, but at the same time, like there was no confidence back there. Uh, I thought Aris, La Tortuga Ninja. I thought uh, <laughs> he had had a. He, he he was pretty regular. Like he wasn't like nothing crazy. Well, that's the thing about Adi's. He's had like um, he's been declining since that that championship season two seasons ago. <laughs> well, yeah, but so he declined last year. Last season, last season, last season. I mean, the, but the whole team declined last season. So it's it's a little difficult to like just like put it on him, but. Uh, no, I th- I just felt like I feel like he's losing a step. Um, like there was a couple times where they were counterattacking, and he was like, he couldn't catch up to like the the player who was counterattacking behind him, in front of him. I mean, um, but I mean, overall, I feel like we have a really solid team. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I get it. We don't have any foreigners or any like. There's no like you know. Guignac or fucking um, Davila or whatever, but like I think I think Chubas has a has a, a pretty solid team and at least a top four team with what we have. Yeah, if you uh, if you look I, at the the roster like name by name, and you think like they're all they're all quality players. You go down the you go down the starting lineup. You see Cota. You see uh, Chapo. Basulto Marin are not ideal. I don't think Ariz Hernandez is a like top national team player. Top, no, yeah, I don't think so either. no. Perez, I think, is a solid uh, uh, CDM. You got Belin Pineda, who's also like on a decline, but I think he can get he can get back this season. You got Pizarro, who's a national team quality player. Then you got Lopez, who eventually is Fucking going messy. to be on the national team. You got Polito, who's a freaking workhorse. I think Polito should be the national team could, right now. Could do work for the national team, yeah. And then you've got Carlos Cisneros, uh, who I think is he, he's still capable here. of having great games. And you saw it towards the end of the season last season. He was yeah, having, no, he, uh, like, quality, he came back with a lot of energy. quality matches on the left on the left wing. Yeah, and there's also and I mean, competition he's, he's only on that 24. left wing. So you got Brizuela. Behind them for playing time. <coughs> there's reason to there's reason to stay motivated and keep trying to play play your best. I mean, in my ideal lineup, to be honest, I I start uh, Pizarro on the left wing, and uh, and I play with uh, I play I play Pulido as a center attacking midfielder. And I place a striker in front of him, whether it be Macias, Saldivar, uh, Ronaldo. Um, and then I let the other guys duke it out for like bench spots for left wing and right wing. Uh, what I did enjoy seeing was I saw a lot of I saw more effort this season from trophies. 
Yeah, I think he's responding to the Almeida expectations. Criticism. Yeah, I like, think he's no. just in better shape that he can put in more effort. Yeah, did, like, did you guys um, know he worked with um the, well, Canelo's? Yeah, they were, he worked trainer? with somebody from Canelo's camp to lose weight. Yeah, he lost back, a lot of weight. Come back like better physically. I, I didn't know that, but once they said it and they showed him on screen, I thought, like, oh yeah, he does work. He doesn't but, look uh, pudgy anymore. No, no, yeah, he's like pudgy. That run he made where on that shot that where he just barely missed the goal, uh, where like the, the Pizarro, Pizarro goes down, Pizarro goes down yeah. the line, yeah, and he comes mm-hmm. up and he shoots it. Like he, he would have never done that run last year. Yeah, that was what he would have just uh, crazy. The acceleration was there. I was like, oh, that wasn't there before. That was our problem last year. There's never anyone in the box to yeah, we're in, yeah, we're in the box. Those, yeah. So to be honest, it's still disappointing that that uh, there's still nobody in the box for most of the fucking time. But uh, but I thought that was good. Um, so I mean, I was happy with one point in Toluca. Like I'm not, I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, especially with how our backline performed in that first half. I thought yeah. Toluca should have put up like four goals just in the first half. They missed like a couple of sitters, open nets. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, overall, I think I'm I'm happy with the point. I think uh, this coming week we get we we probably get Salcido back, and uh, now we're gonna get Alanis back. Cause what do you guys what do you guys thoughts on that? In. <laughs> um, I don't I know. I like... think this whole thing's just like a a mini shit show at this point. It's like everybody. Everybody's looking bad now. Iguera looks bad. Almeida looks bad. Vergara looks bad. Alanis is probably the one coming out looking the best now. Uh, not really, because I watch a lot of like football picante, la última palabra, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and multiple multiple reporters have talked about how Monterrey offered him a contract. Tigres offered him a contract, and Querétaro all offered him three-year contracts, and he didn't want to take them. Apparently, his uh, his agent is Italian, and his and he was the one that was really pushing for Alanis to uh, move to Europe. Like they were really pushing for a move to Europe. Uh, I do where Chivas dropped the ball. I mean, Chivas dropped the ball on not re-signing him a long time ago. On, on uh, sending him to second division, on saying he wasn't going to play, because it like if you have a guy on your roster, just fucking play him. Like, I don't see the reason why not, like not to play him. Um, so I feel like Chivas dropped the ball on that, but I think now it's coming to light that Alanis was also like not putting his part into this either. Like he. He's he's played the victim the whole time. Yeah. When at the same time Chivas has tried to move him because he wanted, you know, he wanted a contract, and they tried to move him because he didn't want to sign with them, and he didn't want to go anywhere. So it's like, what do you like? You don't do you not want to play at all? Um. So I mean, I mean, both parties are to blame here, but I feel like Chivas took a lot of the PR hit, and he took none of it because of the way things played out. Well, yeah, that's like what I'm saying. If, like, for an, I guess at the end of it, he comes off looking kind of the best, but everybody was at fault. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Chivas, but but that's where I think Chivas dropped the ball. Is they should have been like, he doesn't want to sign with us, and he and we try to move him to another team, and he doesn't want to sign with those teams, and so, and they did it. So what exactly happened that well, now he's going to play yeah. for those that haven't heard or. Right, so um, Vergara came out and said that Alanis is going to play in for Chivas for the next six months. And then at the end of the six months, um, they're going to do everything they can so he can make a move to, I believe, Spain, for a team in Spain. Mm. But I guess for now, he's gonna, he's going to, he, he is going to play for Chivas, and Almeida, I guess, has the option of putting him on the team. It's, the, it's still not like... A hundred percent clear, as nothing ever is with Vergara. But for now, it looks like he's going to play. 
So he gave Almeida the choice? I mean, yeah, if he's saying Alanis is free to play for us. Yeah, because Almeida, Almeida now saying that he's going to play. Yeah, it's ultimately on Almeida to be like, okay, I guess. But like I said, it's, I guess it's just like, play. it's not, it's it's a weird situation. And it doesn't, it, it kind of brings back like the, like the recurring issue with Vergara and um, coaches or, or his directors that eventually he just fires everybody because they don't get along with him. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Um, I don't feel like that's going to happen. I do feel like Almeida's going to leave, but I think the Almeida beef, I think, is with Higuera, not so much with Vergara. And I don't think that Vergara and Higuera have beef. I just think it's it's the coach and the GM basically having beef with each other and like they're kind of pitted against each other. I'm telling you, when when the whole Anis thing was going down, Higuera basically threw Almeida under the bus. And, I mean, Almeida never threw Higuera under the bus, but in, in reality, it is Higuera's fault for now resigning this player, you know, a year ago. Um, the only reason I see, the only way I see Vergara firing him is if he fires him because of this whole PR mess. But I still don't see it. Like I, I feel like Igera has taken a lot of strides in a positive direction, and he's brought he's brought a lot of talent to the team, and like they're making a lot of money. So I I don't see Igera leaving. I see I see Almeida leaving before Igera. So I saw a lot of people saying that that they're saying that he was going to be that that Igera said. In the interview that he was going to be gone, but that so that didn't happen, right? I didn't watch the interview. Who's going to be gone? Almeida uh, or Iguera? No, the GM. Iguera. No. Yeah. No, he he basically said that both their both Almeida and Iguera are 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 like secure and like in their positions and that they're not going anywhere. Okay, so I thought someone said that something about. The person that handles the finances was going to be replaced or something. And people were like, well, that's basically him. So they're just assuming. Oh, no, he did say that. Apparently, he did say that in the near future, there's going to be um, cambios a la directiva or reorganization. Um, Yeah. So I think that's what people were buying into. They're like, oh, he said the person, you know. That he's going to be replaced, and everybody was like, "Well, who do you think handles the finances? Who picks, you know, who picks what players we're going to pay, how much we're going to pay them, you know?" So they're just trying to, I guess, putting two to two together and like, "Okay, he's gone." Uh, yeah, no. Well, he, basically, what he said, he said, "Vamos a hacer cambios en la organización. No habrá presidente deportivo, pero sí cambios. No vendrá ningún director deportivo. Almeida se queda." I guess that could be a hint at he's going to get rid of, of Iguera, but I, I still don't see it. I don't see him doing that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just people speculating and reaching, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, you never know with Vergara. That's like... Yeah, you don't. It's just unstable. He's like the Jerry Jones of Mexico. Where are we, we going to do the top five Vergara scandals? Last yeah. year. <laughs> I don't think we ever got around to it. Maybe we will. <laughs> we will. So, LMB's is back. And it's like a minor step up. I mean, no, it's not a minor step up, but he's, he is way better than, than Basulto. Um, so, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll be out there Sunday because... Home opener. Not, 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 not that I think that Cruz Azul is that dangerous, but you know, we're gonna, we need, we need solid, we need, we need to be solid on defense. It depends. It depends if they got some voodoo going on uh, from Brujeria outside the stadium. Isn't, isn't Cruz Azul the team that did the Brujeria last year? 
they are. They beat us that game. Yeah. <laughs> so it all depends but, on if they do that. But, well, this uh, game's interesting. This game's playing, a while ahead. Well, we're actually, playing at home. That's, that's yeah. a good. That's a good segue. We can now talk about the game versus Cruz Azul, who have two players from Chivas, Charlie Steele, and uh, the good old boy Gulit Pena. Oh, that's right. I forgot Gulit Pena. Did he? Signed. Did he actually? Did he yeah, come? Yeah, they signed. Yeah, they just yeah. signed. He's ch- he's chasing after Caxinha like a like a little puppy. Like wherever he goes, he goes. Uh, I don't see what Caxinha sees in him because I think he's terrible. But <laughs> he also signed Carlos Fierro, who's also terrible. So I don't know. Well, Caxinha tends to have well, like not talking about um, Fierro and Gulit, but he tends to have like offensive teams. Yeah, he does not. They, they, fast. So that draws like a little bit of worry considering our back line was shaky. I mean, and and I'll tell you one thing Carlos Fierro is going to do. He's going to run right past everybody in that back line. Because, I mean, he's going to go on a straight line. So whatever side of the field he's on, that's where he's going to end up on on the other side. But he's not going to score, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but he will be running past the the defenders really easily. Uh, I, m- I made a joke on Twitter how because Caxinha was at the the Luca Chivas game, and I made a joke about how he was in the stands uh, scoping out his team for next season because there's there's been a lot of speculations that he he would be the replacement for Almeida if Almeida left, but who knows. What do you guys think? Do you guys think we'll win? I think we'll win. I don't, I don't really see Cruz Azul as a major threat. I don't know. I mean, right. I think... What do they do in the week one? Are they... They tied 0-0. 0-0 with zero, zero. Zero, zero zero. Cholos. Right, Tijuana? <laughs> I think... Uh, I think we can... I think we could definitely take them. I think it's very really important. I mean, it's, it's our it's our home opener, and I think if we're gonna have a good season, if we're gonna turn it around from what happened last season, we need to do well at home. Last year or last season, we only won one game at home all year, which is terrible. And you're not gonna you know you're not gonna get very far doing that. So if we could win our first home game, I think I think that'd be great, and we'll be you know we'll be looking good. Yeah, you gotta you gotta protect the land. Um, like that's that's important. Winning at home is important. Yeah, we had like one win and like four losses. I think last season it was, it was not good. Copa Copa MX started today. I'm sorry, just I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it started but yesterday. Since we're not we're not um, in it this year, so I I completely I don't forgot. Think I realized it. We're not. Nah, in we're it. not. We're not playing. No, we're in the Conca Champions. Conca Champions. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, but cause this is a Chivas podcast, and we know everything about Chivas, so I didn't know that. Um, He's like, that was no, testing. My, it's a good thing you guys are right here looking at me scroll up and down looking for Chivas on the fucking schedule. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I like I, I like what I saw from the the team uh, from the Toluca game, so I think uh, we're gonna have a good game against the Rosario. <laughs> What? Sorry, somebody walked in my office. <laughs> I was like, somebody's Rigo, control your deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, we're gonna come out strong. Uh, our back line will probably not include Marina and Basulto. I'm assuming Alani starts and Salcido is back because I think his uh, I think his wife got sick or something like that. So he couldn't. That's why he didn't play the the Luca game. But I'm gonna assume he's back. And even though he's slow, he's still better than Marin and Basulto, who are young and slow. So I think Chivas. Um, I think Chivas I wins. Defends the homeland. Defends the land. Um, I think yeah, was, I think Chivas wins. I see. I see Chivas winning either two zero or two one. Maybe even a three-one. Trophies gets hot. 
um, has a brace, and then Pulido scores one. <laughs> this this Chuffy's breakout season. See him with Lalo. I can see him. Make, I I can, nah, he's still Chuffy's team. <laughs> I could see him eclipsing Cardoso's record of thirty goals easily this season. I mean, he's off to a hot start. <laughs> I tweeted out on the he was the Norte account trophies after he scored and people were like responding to me mad that I called him trophies it's like what the fuck yo like that's his name like even he still has it on his Instagram like and on his Twitter account like I'm not calling him Lalo like Lalo sounds mad childish <laughs> Uh, Lalo. Lalo Lopez. That sounds weird. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> Chof. Chof or Chofis. La Chofis. I like that. Eduardo. Even Javier. Eduardo. <laughs> Eduardo Rigoberto. Lopez. Rigoberto. Eduardo. I mean, Rigoberto. You know. Nah, when he Flori- scored, I was... Floriberto. Like, when, when he scored the other day, I was like, that's my son right there. Like, that. I was... Nobody was happier than me when he scored. <laughs> oh, definitely not uh, a handball on that goal, right? Oh hell no, yo! That was all, all chess. First of all, until they until they hire me, fuck when you be showing the portrait, right? Because <laughs> that was not a fucking handball. Like they just, and they just kept at it like all week. They've been talking about the handball. I'm like my guy, it hit his chest. Like, what are you what are you looking at? Yeah. At, at first, I I thought it was a handball, but then they showed the replay mm. at a right at the right angle and. After that, you couldn't tell me anything. I was like, nope. That was all chest. Like, they hit, his, they hit his chesticles. Come on. <laughs> like, I like that tweet that was floating on the, around on Twitter that said uh, he brought it down with the with the team crest and all 12 stars. I saw that. that he he actually quality. put it on his Instagram. Oh, did he? Yeah, he put that on Instagram. Tweet. Whoever started I was like, that. I was like, get cursi. <laughs> um... But, uh, nah, I was mad happy when he scored. Yeah, that was a nice goal, too. Control the ball. It was. It was quality goal scoring. I'm sure you sobered up over there at the bar. This guy's at the bar every week, yo. <laughs> Talk to your mom. Talk to your mom. Because he's an Arsenal fan, so he's just yeah. used to having to drink the pain away. Like, this, this Saturday, he's probably going to be at a bar watching the game. Nah, I'm going to watch at home. Oh, I got something to do. Fuck, I'm fucking going to leave whatever I'm doing. <laughs> All right, yeah, guys. I agree. I agree. 3-1. 3 one. Three one. I'll, I'll go 2-0. But have, we have Twitter questions, guys. I, I put I'm out the tweet late. I put out the tweet late, so... I mean, you guys have access to the account, too, so anybody could have put out the tweet. Just, just saying. <laughs> we were waiting for you to get home. You out there at the bar, probably. I was in my um, office, all right. <laughs> well, we, that's, all right. we need to. We can't confirm that. <laughs> so let's go through these questions real quick. All right. All right. Uh, the first one. You want to yeah, read the first Tony one? Tony R248. Again? Tony R248, Antonio Rojas, Toñito. Ah, that guy. Okay. Uh, I know him. Do you see Macias eventually replacing Carlos Cisnero in the starting 11? Uh, and 442 with Macias and Pulido up top. Uh, well, Tony R248, um, I actually am a fan of the two striker system. Only because of how Pulido plays. If we had another, if we had another, uh, a different striker, I would be like, no, because, um, you know, we, he stays in the box. But Pulido doesn't stay in the box. Pulido is a guy that is outside of the box. He's he's re- recovering ball, uh, balloons. But he's recovering balls. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> That's my Spanglish coming out. God damn this dual citizenship. Um, no, he's he's you know he's recovering ball. He's outside of the box. He's sending crosses. So you, you do need to play when he plays. It like 
Chivas is in dire need of goal scoring, and you need to play with with somebody in front of him. So I, I don't I don't know why Almeida doesn't see that. Um, I thought when was it the the, the year the, cha- the season when they won the championship? He played uh, Saldivar and and um, Pulido behind him. So I'd like to see more of that. And then I don't know about uh, Macias. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I saw, I saw he, I mean, had, yeah. he had some he had some flash. I mean, I really don't know too much about him. He's only what like eighteen still or something. Yeah, he's really he's real young. I mean, he's he's had a he already had a, a couple goals. I know he scored last year in the um, Copa MX. I mean, so he's definitely has some potential. I mean, I, he says eventually replacing these nettles. Does that mean like? This season or like what does he mean? I mean this season, I'm not. I'm not too sure. No, I don't see him replacing Cisneros because he's not a winger. I mean, and, and, I mean, regardless of the system that Almeida goes to, it'll depend on like who's on the wing. Like I, I don't see him. He's he's definitely a number nine. Um, would he be coming on for Cisneros? I could see that, and then like playing. Um, playing. I can see him playing behind Polito. Polito, Pizarro on the P- left. Pizarro on the left wing. And Lalo on the right. <laughs> yeah, I think country, I think bro. for Macias to replace these Nettles isn't doesn't make sense because they don't play the same position. They would have to mm-hmm. switch style four four two, like he said to get Macias into the starting lineup consistently. And actually if they wanna if they wanna make Macias the starting striker we have um we got Ronaldo too that could play and we got Saldivar who I'm not too sure when he's coming back. So he, he's still hurt, right? Well he had to get surgery again. Cause apparently he wasn't healed from that ankle injury. Which is why yeah, he, so he's didn't, he didn't look that great last season. I mean, I could see them play. I could see him playing Macias in a, in the four three three if he plays Pulido as like a cam, like, and you move Pizarro over to the wing, yeah. And you take him out of the midfield. I could see him. I could see. I could see it being a four three three, and him playing uh, with both Macias or Ronaldo and Pulido, Pulido behind him. Mm-hmm. But that's I the only for a four four two. I prefer a four four two to like a four three three attack with the cam or center attacking mid. Uh, the thing with the four four two is your like trophy's become more of a midfielder instead of like a striker. And, I mean, instead of a winger. I'm sorry. And then it doesn't allow for the deep runs from the. From the fullback, so like Chapo and and uh, Adis. Adis aren't making those deep. Are they not making those deep runs? Because what happens with the four three three is essentially like your defensive mid. Um, when the two fullbacks go up, he drops back into into the into the center back line, and so you're almost it goes from like a four three three to like a three five. Like a three five one almost or three five two, um, because you're you're pushing all all those all those uh, guys on attack. Um, so then you'd be losing some of that. Yeah, it clogs. It kind of clogs up the field. Is kind of what you're saying, right? With the four four two, or like you limit the potential of certain players. You but yeah, you limit I mean, the potential yeah. of certain players. And then, and I mean, then, just because uh, you play, it doesn't mean that he has to stay in the midfield. I don't know. I just think, I think, I just think it would be a better setup defensively with our back line, so we're not leaking goals. To be honest, I would prefer to move to a three-man back line where they're more condensed. Play with two with two center defensive mids in front of them, um, and then play with. Uh, um, with like two fullbacks, two wingers that go back and forth all the way back, so it turns to like a five back line or three man back line. I feel like I feel like because of the lack of 
talent that we have there, that's probably best. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the three man backline. I don't. I don't trust that. Yeah, yeah, but you can blame Arsenal for that. <laughs> so to wrap up this question, does Macias eventually replace these medals? I'm going to I mean, say um, replace them. He can replace them, but not in the in his position. Exactly. But even then, we don't know if it's you know Ronaldo or Macias or who you know. Yeah, I guess it's just gonna be whoever. Whoever uh, shines more with the opportunities they're given. Yeah. Yeah. Right, next All question. Right. Joshua something. What's the something? Like, is that his last name? I think it's his... No. Uh, it's a dog. Artificial you know intelligence. Dog you know those dog abbeys are always, are always Trump supporters. <laughs> um, why are people being rude to Alanis for wanting the best for himself? Or what's bad that's for a, himself? That's a question for Regal, because he's the one that was being rude to Alanis on this podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, first of all, fuck Alanis, because he's a terrible defender. And secondly, like, don't sit here and not want to play and then put the blame all on the team and make the team look bad when in reality you didn't want to play. And I mean, he, he just played the victim, and that's my... That's my biggest issue. Alright. So why? Because of football picante, apparently. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that backstory about his agent and him being offered multiple contracts to other teams. So I mean now it's like, yeah, he's kind of a dick himself. It's not a it's not a you know, uh, doesn't look good on him. Um yeah, we can move on because he's. Oh, no, no. We already we already talked about Alanis. Uh You already know no W to ease. Um, what should Basulto's FIFA rating be? I don't know if you can give anybody a zero, but you probably can. <laughs> What's the so, lowest? Uh, Flo, Flo knows a lot about FIFA ratings. FIFA, yeah, he's like our FIFA. So rating, let me uh, let me tell you. Guy. Let me, let me read you his stats, and you tell me if you if you agree. So FIFA 18 has his pace at 55. Is that the lowest? 55 pace. <laughs> the, the lowest is zero. Oh well. <laughs> you think that's a? I don't know. Is he slower than 55 pace? Uh, I'd say like 45. He's probably like a four. I, I think I could beat him in a foot race, to be honest. <laughs> so so 35 pace, got it. Okay. Shooting 45. I've never seen them shoot, so I can't say. All right, so 35 on that as well. <laughs> His passing is at 54. Probably at 35 as well. <laughs> His dribbling is at 51. Uh, 35. His defense is at 62. Probably at 36. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty six, <laughs> and his his physical, his physical is at sixty eight. That's like stamina, and strength, and shit. Uh, that should be like. Uh, I'd probably leave him at sixty eight. I'm well, actually no, because is he the one that he's the, the one that manhandled? Gignac, Gignac. He has like negative ten strength. Yeah, Gignac oh, yeah. made him oh, his yeah. son. Man. That was he sunned him. So so thirty four. So with these stats that I gave you, FIFA has him as a sixty four. Overall, oh, no. like, he's definitely a thirty-five and a half. <laughs> so, according to us here, and this is very scientific, he's about a thirty-six. Yeah. There you have it. His FIFA rating is thirty-six. <laughs> With a one-star weak foot. <laughs> All right. Last question from. Uh... Cesar H. Football, Cesar Hernandez. Uh, he said, what's the best album we are listening to right now? Well, for those of you that don't know, Flo's been listening to the best of Tigres del Norte all day. Yeah, <laughs> real Mexican. Real, real, real Central American music right there. And Bro. the best of Johnny Canales, because he loves that Tejano music. 
stop. Uh, <laughs> Varo, what's your favorite? Varo's probably listening to like, like some hipster shit from Brooklyn. Like it's like an unknown, it's like an unknown band nobody knows. Nah, uh, no, nah, I've been listening to this rap album, uh, One Night o- One Night Only. Cousin Stiz, the rapper out from Boston. This, this, uh, yes, that sounds very pretty. Pretty good. That sounds, sounds very hipster. Very gen- that sounds very gentrified. Uh, Williamsburg. Definitely yeah. not. Definitely not gentrified. And is, uh, is he Caucasian? Worth a listen. He is not Caucasian. Is he, what is he? He's from Boston. From he's from Boston. Boston. He's definitely he. He definitely drops it. He, so he's he's yeah. Caucasian or he's racist? Come on, which one is he's, it? He's a black guy from Boston. He's not. Uh, with, <laughs> uh, sounds like a white guy parading Cause, as a black guy. Is one fun. night only, guys. I'll tweet it out from my account. Sounds sounds like Ben Affleck. Good music. I went to his show too at uh, SOB's. Pretty good live. Uh, Rigo, what are you listening to? Um, I actually listen to a lot of like, uh, like Daddy Yankee. <laughs> new no no not daddy well i do like reggaeton uh a lot of new age like r&b like so i've been listening to this artist called her h-e-e-r yep uh and she has a great she's a great album out right now so yes this is the softer side of rigo um so that's what i've been listening to do you do you listen to him too yeah i do listen like, to him they do yeah, like- i actually made it i I actually made a really cool playlist where it's him versus her. It's on my iTunes if anybody has Apple Music. Um, And it's basically him did, like, a response track to every her track. So I've synced the playlist for, like, every song, every response to go right after each other. I'll tweet it out from the um, Chivas del Norte. No, no, maybe I'll tweet it out from my own account. Nah, we we should, we could do it account. from the we'll do it from the Chivas del Norte camp. We'll do it after we, re- we release the episode tomorrow. True. Uh, Flo, what are you listening to? Well, besides Tigres del Norte today, <laughs> what have I been listening to? Probably South Park Mexican. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to a lot of South Park Mexican as always. I wake up to South Park Mexico. I could imagine probably brush your teeth to like wiggy wiggy wiggy. Yeah, you know, that's how that's how that's how I brush back and forth, wiggy wiggy wiggy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh I don't know what I love it. Oh, I've been I've been listening to the Coco soundtrack. Oh so, solid that. solid. Oh. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, I've been listening to a lot of uh Montana of three hundred, if y'all have heard of him. I've been listening to a lot of Montana of three hundred. That. I've never heard rapper. of Montana. That sounds like Mont- French Montana and Andre 3000 had a baby. Yeah, I thought you meant French Montana. <laughs> so did I. I thought you meant nah. Montana 300, he's out of Chicago. He's a... You look him up. He's he's uh, he's pretty good. I thought Montana 300 was French Montana's new album. But I guess it's not. It's not. I have no idea. <laughs> no. Uh, top yeah. project, so... Um, well, I guess we'll have to ch- check out this uh, gangbanger music you're listening to. Montana, yeah, pretty much what it is. Oh, that question was from Caesar. Did anybody anybody say that? Yeah, yeah, we said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ask Caesar. Shout out to Caesar. Ask, Ask Caesar. Shout out to Caesar. Following the culture. Um, or so that's it. That's it for Twitter. That's it for Twitter questions. Yeah, that's. Uh, um, we can wrap this up. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday this time because I will be watching the game at home. Uh, we don't <laughs> believe you. You need more people. Um, and the uh, you guys want to shout out your um, Twitter handles, Instagram handles, whatever you guys want to plug. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Real Flow with no W, and you can follow our pro club account at TCKFC. But not not uh, if you have ninety nine rated glitch players. Yeah, don't, so don't, if don't you have a ninety nine rated player, you're a piece of scum if you have a ninety nine rated player on on FIFA because you because uh, you're cheating basically. 
But anyways, moving on to Rigo. Uh, you can follow me at the stray goat. Um, <laughs> just kidding. This is becoming really funny now. Uh, no, it's R dot A R D O T A Y. Shout out to the stray goat who got a fire set of shot glasses for Christmas. Um, bro. <laughs> also, I heard shout out to you. Away. I sh- also shout out to Eugene Rupinski, Golazo Gringo, who got me a fire green Chivas jersey for Mexico Secret Santa. But, anyways, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, r.a, uh, and Instagram. And then you can check for my writing on uh, fmfstateofmind.com. And then the Cantina MX podcast drops every Friday because that podcast we do on a weekly basis. At at the same time, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that was R dot A. So if you like Tigres del Norte like me, I encourage you to go drop him a little message. You know, cyberbullying is not cool, but it's all right when it's Rigo. And flow, and flow, borrow. Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at underscore dos uno d-o-s-u-n-o and that's a wrap for this episode guys thanks for tuning in alrighty peace peace Se quieren